Welcome to the Yahoo Singapore podcast. If you're new to podcasts, you can use the player to start, pause, and scroll through the recording. You can also continue to browse the internet in other tabs. I'm Danny Osman, and today's episode is going to be about sex. But don't worry, it's nothing dirty. I spoke with Dr. Martha Tara Lee, a clinical sexologist and relationship counsellor, for her views on how the COVID-19 pandemic and circuit breaker might be affecting people's sex lives. Here's how it went. So, Dr. Lee, how have you been coping with the circuit breaker and all? I've been doing really, really well uh, for the most part because I am an introvert and uh, uh, <laughs> it's been, I didn't realize that how much I needed a break because I, I work with clients all the time. I, I meet with people who are new to me every week and it's been really nice to have a break from the face-to-face. And so during this period, I have been doing planning, journaling, writing, decluttering, <laughs> meditating. So it's been good. <laughs> so so pretty much the same like for, for the rest of us all, you know, cooped up in our houses and so on, right? Yeah, except uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> I'm enjoying it a lot. Okay. So uh, tell us, um, you are a relationship counselor and sexologist. Um on the sexologist part, what exactly does that entail? Could you like describe your job for us? Sure. Uh, I started my practice 11 years ago and I, I came back with a doctorate in human sexuality and I made sure that I got a lot of other training in counseling, coaching, sex therapy. And uh, this aspect of my work, of course, is the most, the one that people remember me for. And so I've come to be regarded as a specialist when it comes to all kinds of sexuality-related questions, issues that people have. And very soon when I started my practice, I realized that a lot of people were actually needing support with their relationship and communication. So that's why I went and got a lot more training in relationship coaching and also got a master's in counseling as well. Uh, do you find that they both go hand-in-hand, hand, the relationship management and the uh, sexology part? Yes, definitely. A, a lot of uh, times, very quickly, into addressing the sexual difficulties that they might have, say premature ejaculation or erectile difficulties or fear of penetrative sex, painful sex, whatever sexual issue that they have, the biggest struggle seems to actually be around the communication around it and I found myself adding as a bridge acting as a bridge and also somewhat of a translator in getting them to better understand each other's differences and to navigate that and that has been I feel one of the things that came up very very quickly that they needed translation around so I recall reading all these reports about Singaporeans being severely undersexed of being very in the dark about sex. Is there any truth to these things? Yeah, uh, I think it's gotten worse over the years. Every single one of my uh, heterosexual clients who come in to see me, the men on the street who are having difficulties, having sex, and wanting to have a baby, a lot of uh, people in Singapore are actually having vaginismus. And this is something that is still very much unspoken. 
Vaginismus is a condition that happens when a woman's vagina shuts down, making sex very difficult or impossible. Uh, by that, I mean penetration. So they have a fear of pain. And because of the fear of pain, it's a psychological fear. It's a mental fear. It causes the body to shut down. And a lot of times, I, 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 I kind of joke about it, but I actually am serious, uh, that there's no village elder. There's nobody actually telling women what to expect with first-time sex and what they can do to ensure that first-time sex is, is positive and less painful. A lot of articles online about first-time sex is actually really, really cliche and actually doesn't work. So yeah, I can go on and on, but I would say, I would say that uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, people are having less sex, not because they don't want to, but because of the long hours of work that they're having. Do you think things have gotten better or worse now that, you know, with the pandemic going on and people living under the circuit breaker period, regulations and so on? Uh, what has happened with the virus is uh, I, I, I can't see clients face to face uh, and the people that I am working with online are actually already my existing clients. So during this period, I actually have not had a single new client. I think it's just people uh, being very careful with, spending money and I, I don't know what is happening with my clients or prospective clients during this period uh, but as I would say that because they, ha they are seeing each other more being at home they, uh, it's more likely that they can carve out time for sex and uh, that is my hope for them that uh, you know that they know that I'm available to support them even during this time I, I was just wondering like uh, with people being cooped up, let's say, with their kids now or maybe even extended family 24-7. Um, do you think that's going to be a challenge for couples' sex lives and so on? Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, there's this saying, absence makes the heart fonder. And uh, with this, what we call cabin fever, you are stuck in the, at home and you can't leave. It can start to feel like a prison. And then there are little things that your partner irritates you, like not picking up their laundry or whatever. And it's very easy to just take it out on the person that's closest to you. A lot of times, the people that we are abusive towards are actually the closest people in our lives. And so during this time, I would really encourage people to examine the relationship for what it is, to give each other allowances, but to also create boundaries for yourself for instance, uh, I'm going to work now. So, so if the door is closed, it means I cannot and should not be interrupted. So things like that. I, I don't mean to be one of those mining you for free free advice, but would you like give general <laughs> tips? Um, you know, for couples who are looking to maintain healthy sex lives during the pandemic or during while while they're uh, locked at home during the circuit breaker. Uh, in order to feel like being intimate to your, with your partner, you actually have to take care of yourself first. So during the day, if you have to work, to be very clear about your boundaries, to carve out different spaces in the house, like different rooms, for instance, or this is my work desk, uh, please don't touch anything on the desk. If the apartment doesn't allow, you can't go into different rooms. Maybe you can use headphones and agree to not speak to each other when you're working. Uh, and also the government does allow us to go out to do exercise. So this is the time that you can have kind of like a little mental break from each other and to 
to maybe create little games, treasure hunt, uh, play with each other, and to maybe create a new routine. Like for instance, okay, there are times that I cannot, I don't want to talk to you, but then there are times that let's connect. So like for instance, maybe every day at 11 a.m., you sit down and have a coffee together. Uh, when it comes to sex, I would say maybe try to have sex at a different place of the house, not always in the bedroom, because things can get boring and stale in any relationship. And maybe explore different parts of the apartments and now that you have more time and you have the whole place to yourself. You can Google, you can Google sex positions. You can, you can look up what is Kama Sutra. Uh, you can try role-playing, dressing up. You can use uh, fantasy without even dressing up. You can just imagine you are different people. It can be fun to use this time to do the things that might be on your bucket list that you have not had a chance to try. Okay, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, although it might be tricky for those, you know, with their, either with their parents or their kids in the same yeah. house. Um, do you think do you think there are any particular groups that might be negatively affected um, in terms of like sexually or relationship wise during the pandemic? Okay, the the people who are single who are usually dating or hooking up, of course, during this period we can't meet people, so we can do virtual dating. However, I think people can feel skin hunger. They can feel. Uh, uh, lonely because they are not being touched and because some people who are alone can feel lonely it can bring on other issues like anxiety and depression and uh, abandonment so when someone is mentally affected it can really affect your libido your sex drive it can feel like it has disappeared you can feel unattractive I know of people who are kind of letting themselves go, like doing binge binge eating or binge uh, watching Netflix. And it's okay, you know, because there's a time for everything. And during this time when there's stress in the air, it is okay to be gentle with yourself. Uh, but I would say for single people, I think this would affect them quite a bit. And let's not forget people who have partners, but they are separated from their partners. And this can cause a lot of emotional distress. We, I, I don't think any one of us would be affected like in the sense that we don't know somebody who has been either sick or dead from the virus. I know several people who have been affected by the virus. And so I think this does affect uh, people's sex drive, especially if this concerns your partner. And uh, and how would how, for single people since you've um, you've like pointed to them like um, how what would you advise them to do are there signs they should look out for if they're letting themselves go or maybe need to reach out for help or maybe friends of these single people who are who they see like are there things they should look out for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, seeing lots of community reach out events, uh, free zumba, this and that, free yoga. I think we can use these opportunities to get online and to make new friends, to also use technology to stay in touch with our friends and to do virtual dating. I think it's 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 really a time to to be real with ourselves because if we want to run away and uh, let ourselves go and we don't reach out to anybody, 
uh, nobody will know. So I think if you if you know that something is is uh, really affecting you more than more than say a week and you can't seem to get yourself out of the rut, then perhaps it is time to uh, reach out to your friends and let them know, hey, I'm, I haven't been feeling really great. I would really appreciate if you could check in with me, things like that. So it sounds like the, the communication aspect is super important and seems to be if I'm not wrong from what you're saying, uh, the communication seems to be the key to resolving a lot of the sexual issues as well, right? Mm-hmm. I think we are concerned about not coming across as needy when actually we need to realize it's actually the brave who are willing to be vulnerable and to ask for help and to assert and to stand up for themselves and to establish boundaries, but also be able to let in people. I think these are all the behaviors of somebody who's emotionally mature. So just now you asked me um, how people have changed. I would say that uh, all in all, people have come forward more easily, more quickly. When I first started my practice, people would have sex problems for years, like five years, 10 years. But now people are coming forward much earlier, like, one or two years into the relationship or marriage. So people are seeking help more more early. And when they seek help more early, they actually have more room for patients towards themselves and also to their partner. And I think this applies during this time as well. There's a lot of uh, free or low-cost uh, mental health services that is really being provided by the government. And uh, I would really encourage people if, they feel lonely if they feel they can't talk to a friend, they want to talk to a third party. There's always all these helplines and they are meant by trained counsellors. Okay. And and moving to another topic that I'm interested in is um, I'm interested in talking to experts about how they see the long-term effects of the pandemic. Given that um, people are saying that this might stretch out for some time now, maybe like a year or a year or two, or even longer than that. Um, do you see this having a long-term effect on people's sexual behavior in general? Like, will it affect attitudes towards dating, casual sex, and trust and intimacy? Okay, that's this. That's this term, germophobes. <laughs> germophobes, uh, people who are phobic about germs. Uh, with with the virus, because it's an unseen enemy. And we are thought about cleaning our hands and we know that if you're too close to someone physically, you might catch the virus from them, uh, whether it's in public transport. And definitely when you're having hookup or casual sex or recreational sex, you definitely can catch some virus from someone besides uh, sexually transmitted uh, infections. That's now the coronavirus. And I feel people are asking themselves or uh, rethinking what is the cost benefit? (laughs) What is the cost if I engage in uh, sexual behavior with somebody who who may have a virus? So I want to think twice. And when you stop having sex, like now because of isolation, your body actually gets used to not having sex. So there's this saying in my work, if you don't use it, you lose it. (laughs) If you don't use it, you lose it. So if you if you've kind of suddenly uh, 
stop being sexual with anyone, including yourself, then what will happen is your body gets used to not having sex and maybe you are more occupied with other things such as your finances. Now that we have this experience of uncertainty, we realize how am I doing financially? Do I have savings to tide me over a period of six months if anything like this happens again? How was I optimized with my investments? So when we are when we so anyway, on the long term, I actually see people being more conscious of their sexual expression, whether they even see the risk as worth it. Uh, that's the first thing. The next thing is I actually see people being more open to virtual dating. And uh, re- uh, recently there was this article I came across. It actually said that during this virtual dating time, uh, things have actually been easier for heterosexual men because they are making more than an effort to open up and speak up. <laughs> and also, like, as in like men are being more open about speaking up about their feelings and so on? Yeah. Like, so verbally yeah, communicating. Be- be- okay. Be- because if they don't speak up, then they won't have any friends, will they? <laughs> right, so, okay. So, in, in a way, we are, we are now being uh, trained by circumstances to uh, also have this topic that connects all of us. What's happening in your part of the world? How are you coping? We actually have topics to talk about. So, I see this happening and I think you also probably know there's a spike in uh, the sales of sex toys mm-hmm. and yes. uh, re- remote remote sex toys and um, people are more open than ever to talk about uh, sexual enhancement products and, and that is great. The remote sex toys, I've, I've seen mixed reviews about those, the people complaining that, I mean, it just, it's just no substitute for the real of thing. Course. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's not a substitute. It, it can never be a substitute. However, this can be a fun way you can connect with your partner over, you know, during this time. You 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 make of this situation what you can. You you know, like you can you can you can blame the situation and not do anything, or you can just try to be, uh, you know, stay close with with each other through creative ways. So there are apps that you can download also. There are apps for couples. You can go in and create a profile and you can send each other questions and challenges uh, to to kind of understand each other's desires and just small little touch points to create a connection. Yeah. Just to close things off, what do you think the value of maintaining a healthy sexual life even amid all this tension of the pandemic and circuit breakers and so on um, but what's the value of that for people? Yeah, I, I, I bring you back to uh, what I, I started to say, uh, which is uh, if you don't use it, you lose it. I think a lot of us are very afraid of anything related to sex. I'm sure all of us, um, a lot of people are very fascinated about sex. But yet at the same time, because we have very little sex education and knowledge, we are we are almost afraid of it. We are afraid, what if I like it too much? What if I enjoy it too much? Will I become a sex addict? But what, what about the other side of it, which is when you ignore your sexuality and you shut down your sexuality, then this is going to affect the flow of life, your vitality, your energy, your radiance, your attraction. And uh, it is a, a sure way of making us feel good very quickly uh, when we masturbate to orgasm, for instance. And uh, if you have the means, if you have the, the privacy, 
uh, and you you don't have uh, you don't have a partner or you have a partner, uh, work work with whatever situation that you have, and uh, uh, I would I would encourage you not to shut down your sexuality. It it is uh, it is sometimes it starts from the mind first, a decision that you make, and then uh, from there we create the circumstances in which we allow ourselves to continue to be sexual no matter what. And for those who are maybe a bit shy when it comes to sex, uh, what advice would you give to them to maybe help them step out of their shell? Mm. I would say that the easiest thing to do is to uh, go on YouTube and uh, uh, search anything that you want to search about and you'll probably find somebody answering that question. <laughs> like I have eight I have eight hundred videos there, and uh, I think uh, uh, there's so many free resources. So start from the free resources, and be curious about what is it that you you think that you don't know, and just start from. Uh, I have always not understood why people like this, or I've always been curious about this. So this is a good time to just search and get the information before talking about uh, doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's it for now, Dr. Lee. Thank you very much. This has been quite insightful. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to our first ever Yahoo Singapore podcast. If you have any feedback or suggestions on topics you might want us to explore, feel free to log in and leave us a comment. I'm Danny Osman, signing off for now. Have a great week and stay safe.